When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Berwick BMW has a range of re-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. BerwickBMW.com.au Robot Building Supplies. Robots got it. And deliver. RobotBuildingSupplies.com.au Sonos. Game-changing sound this festive season. Save now on ready-made speaker sets. The Run Home. With Andy and Gazy. Hi. Yes, it is indeed, and it's lovely to be here this Thursday afternoon. Gee, where is November? It is racing by the 24th day. We are only uh, seven hours there or thereabouts, no, nine hours away from ticking that one off. That and then we'll it. be on the 25th, on to the 25th we march. Something about when you get older, the days go a lot quicker, don't they, Andy? Is that true? The, uh, well, they seem to. No, but is Life it true? is just pelting by. Well, there's so, we are very busy, all of us, too many, too, so many of us mm. are too busy. Well, that's true. And just stop and smell the roses every now and again, Keith. And you know what? We get the privilege and honour to share it with our listeners, Andy. And that's one of the great that's joys of being point. on the wireless is that we get to have our family of friends around us. Now, the family is more than happy to grow. Yep. But at this point in time, it's still good to have that family with us. Once upon a time, uh, yes. when we used to, and this just completely come to me because I've just remembered it, but we used to do uh, random um, spottings of famous sports people. Yes, yeah, just as a, a segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just how'd like, that go? It was good. It was good. You'd see people, you know, in the strangest. Well, you know what places. we could do? We could do it right now. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Random spotting. Have you have you been up close and personal uh, with a with a famous sports person? Well, I think it's got to go because this happened to me today. Well, it's got to go a bit beyond that though. With okay. our um, with our callers, is that they need to spot them and they they can maybe. SMS no. a photo or something. No, or, don't, or, don't or, do or this. There's no. prizes if you can actually go and get them on the air for, with us. <laughs> There's prizes. Well, that's that. You've gone. Club Mandalay are happy to give a round of golf for two. Hey, listen, uh, he's going to bump into Adam Scott. That's right. And he's going to go, hey, Scotty, can you just jump on with Keithy well, and Murray? Because uh, I can get it. I can get a midweek round at Club Mandalay Correct. for 99 bucks cart. And a drink thrown and a in from Erna, mate. Yeah. Hmm? If you just jump on the uh, jump on the wireless and say good day. I see nothing wrong with it. No, I think it's an excellent call, but I don't think we need to limit There'll it There'll be to a that. less of a prize if they send through a photo of someone. Uh, no, don't that's do That's time-stamped. That. No, don't, don't, don't. Time-stamped because it's got to happen now. Yeah, no. So if I'd, it's time-stamped, we can't take anything that's, I'd, we can't uh, verify. No, as be, yeah, that's yes, right. that's right. Oh, no, it needs to be, I don't think we want to encourage people to go stalking. Mm. I just, and then we may read out, your te- as a third of this, we may read out your text <laughs> well, if we think it's actually legitimate. Because I'll give that you, you're actually somewhere and you see someone famous. And Murphy, Murphy initiated mm. this talkback topic when he was doing the job in your position. Mm. And the less, the less exciting, the better, as far as he was concerned. The more mundane and boring the observation of the famous sports person was. See, I, don't, I the go better. the other way. Well, I know you do because that's we have the a way vast you roll. audience. That's the way you roll. A vast and audience the way he rolls. that's out there. That I think wants to tap into stardom. Well, no, this is my whole point. They don't have to be doing anything special, though. For example, today Who? I went the star person. Right. 
the today, for oh, example. You well, I'll tell you if you let me okay. if you let me get stuck into it. I, I generally do. I went and uh, cast my uh, cast my vote today mm-hmm. in the Victorian state election, polling day, of course, Sappy. Oh. But I uh, got in early today because I won't be here on Saturday. Oh, I did too, a couple Thank of days ago. Oh, oh, I did it today. All right. And uh, two in front of me, not the person directly in front yep. of me, but the person in front of him was uh, Mark Pitnett. Mark Pitney, the ex, the ex Hawthorne Ruckman, and now the Carlton Ruckman. Played so for the uh, Bulleen Boomers a very basketball. Fine basketballer, apparently. <laughs> He's under 12s, 14s, might have touched in the under 16s, and then he might have very fine had a bit more AFL focus. <laughs> yes. Big unit. Actually, Big, I'll tell you what he's got. Might have made an under 16 state team. I'll tell you what he's got. Talk to me. I'll tell you what he's got. Speaking of being a big unit, mm-hmm. massive feet. Yes. I couldn't be. I was looking right. at the band. It was wearing shorts and a hoodie, mm. very much the similar type of arrangement you're going with today, mm-hmm. and had the uh, the light bandage on. Uh, I think it might have been the right or the left knee. Can't remember. Uh, nothing to worry about if you're a Carlton supporter. But uh, uh, I, I panned down past the knee bandage. Mm. By Jiminy, the feet on the man. Well, uh, people are saying he's not famous enough. That. Seven three one. He's not famous. Well, he's famous. More famous wow. than seven three one and me. Well, what about this? Uh, and well, he's almost more famous. Oh, four four seven. Yeah, go on. Come back strong. Go Bumped on. into Joel Selwood coming out of the Portaloo at the Hanging Rock races. See now that's said. What... G'day was a nice bloke. That's what we're. That's oh, what we're this. after. That's Darcy what Moore last night in Torquay ice cream yes. shop. Starstruck. Pete yes. saw Darcy Moore. I saw. Here we go. I saw Neil Danaher <laughs> sitting on a park bench in Canterbury. Ran past and told him he's a bloody legend. There you That's go. from Simo. Uh, 1-300-7-367-367. Travis Varko <laughs> okay. came into my cafe this afternoon. There you go. Had a ripper chat with him, and he was great with his time talking about footy and the pies. <laughs> this is what we're after. A model citizen. That's from right. Paul in Pasco Vale. See, people are into this stuff. They don't. The people you bumped into don't need to be Jordan-esque mm-hmm. in their level of fame. They can just be somebody who is famous, mm. and they don't. And, and the oh, hang on, and the less spectacular oh, what they're doing is actually back. what, what, Luco. What's he said? Bring back Bob. <laughs> <laughs> He's a superstar of the competition. Yeah, we get it. If you open up that one, we still oh. get calls for uh, people who are doing this slot many, many years ago to come on back. So. So, I saw Lindsay Gaze outside the MCG today. And you know why he was is that there? A tr- is that that a is a true story. Yes, okay. He was there because he, was, he would have been crossing the road to go to the uh, tennis centre because they've got the reunion of the 1972 Munich Olympic Games team all coming together. How many of those uh, gentlemen are still with us? Uh, most. Yeah, Eddie Palabinsis couldn't make it because he's in the States, but they're coming in. Brian Curl came down from Queensland oh, to be there. Great man. Oh, Eddie Palabinsky, I've told you this, haven't I? He was one of my first uh, sport crushes. No, not crush because mm. I was it wasn't. But he was like one of my first ever sporting mm. Australian sporting idols. He was mine. He was Sweetest mine. of shooter. Oh my god, the tight shorts he wore, the shorts yes. that they used to wear back oh, in those days. You could tell what religion they were. <laughs> yes, you could, and he <laughs> could really shoot the thing. And if you Eddie want to know how Palabinsky, good Eddie was, just ask him. Just ask him. <laughs> right. He had the self-confidence like no others. Well, sometimes... I, I tell this story regularly. Yeah, go on. Because I, I was about nine or ten when he used to come back from the States to come back and play for Australia, preparing for the World Cup yep. or the Olympics. And 
at the old Albert Park Stadium. He was there with Maria Misiewicz, I think her name was. Mm. And he was shooting and I'd come in there and he'd always get me to rebound for him. Not always, but when I was around, he young fella, throw the ball back to him. Yep. I saw him make 100 free throws in a row, which is, uh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. But 50 with the right, oh. 50 with the left. See, that's what I want to know. Un. Believe I was I in awe as a young fella. Of course, how old Saying, were you at the time? How does he do? I couldn't even throw the ball with the left hand. Was so? Was your old man playing in that team? Or, or no, no, his coach, coaching the first team. coaching yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, job he had first with the at the Olympics, nineteen seventy two. How'd they go? Yeah, had their best ever performance, and he said it was. He took the risk because what he did, he said it was either going to be, uh, I forget the terminology he used, but what he did, he selected. It was like the Senate the selection process prior to him coming in where they just, you know, they'd pick him from all around and try and be nice to everyone. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's come in and gone, Propos- here we go. Proportional representation. 11 Victorians <laughs> and one other. Lindsay. No. Was the big and v they were dominant. Because they yeah. had their best ever performance. Oh, that is outrageous. That, um, he got away with it. <laughs> that he did it, yeah. That, uh, that Well, that's bold. So, Lynn's was there. Yeah, Lynn's is there today. Nice. So, uh, so, spotted. That'd be spotted. So that's a random, true one. Random spot. Random sightings of uh, famous or semi-famous oh, sports people. I want to know. We've got a whole lot of people well, what about on the line. I was wearing a Chicago Cubs cap after they won the World Series, and Andy Mark came up to me to say, congrats. There you made go. my day. There you go. Not sure you fall in the famous category. Oh, but a, I tell you what I fall Infamous, in. more like I tell you what I fall into. Good bloke category. Mm-hmm. If you're just randomly doing that to a Cubs fan. Well, uh, no, that is that is the act of a good person. Well, it is, but no, no, don't even try and rain on that. That is just what a decent human being does. Well, you don't get to read the, the temper text machine. No, like I know. I do. So well, that's why I don't read the temper text machine anymore. I saw Steve Hooker at a lunchtime at lunchtime today. I'll take the one go- in the city. I'll take the one good over the eight bad every single day of the week on the temper text. Oh, 100%. Thank you very much. Uh, we are here for robot building supplies, Berwick BMW and Sonos. Mm. Sonos. Still haven't got a uh, little soundbar that I, we uh, gratuitously requested last don't week. Don't say we, you. I want the whole no, deal. No, you want I want the whole deal. I want the house hardwired. I don't want the soundbar. You don't bar. need it. See, that's the thing with Sonos. Wi-Fi, it, you don't need oh, the no, wires. Wi-Fi. Well, that's right, Wi-Fi, yeah. You can get it done where it's just done and you put the speakers at the back, the, the, sound, the middle one there, a couple on the side, and all of a sudden. Well, that's what I want then. Dolby Digital. Is that what it is? <laughs> Surround, Surround sound. sound. Simon's in. Fair well, if you want it though, if yes. you want the absolute creme de la creme, that is the absolute. It's the best. My understanding is Sonos. the Sonos, best. just the top shelf stuff. Absolutely the best. Might have to part with a bit more, but well, it's worth the uh, investment. You get, well, you get. Well, what I don't know. I'm just going with other people. No, you get what me. you pay for in this life, mm. and that's across the entire spectrum. Joey Danaher, sound, sound quality, yes. footwear, footwear, gaze. Uh, Joey Danaher, uh, this is James in Thornbury, mm. saw Joey Danaher ordering a kebab several oh, several years ago. That doesn't oh, that's, count, It's got to be now. It's got to be recent. Yeah, in the last 24 hours sort of mm. arrangement. Uh, your calls for Lawn Hub, real lawn fanatics use Lawn Hub fertiliser. Tom Boyd, Dan Cherney to talk. What's going on with Cricket Australia and Justin Langer? And We've got to have a chat about this today. Jed Morgan's going to join us, the defending champion mm. of the PGA Championship. Got off early today, shot one under the card. Andy, there's some very high-quality players oh, playing in this tournament this in Queensland. Is one of, this is an outstanding field. The Europeans, that because oh, yeah. I watch oh, yeah. a lot of European golf. So do I. Because it's on when you go to bed and you get to see it. You watch the first probably three <laughs> or four holes and boom, <laughs> all of a sudden you're sound asleep. Thank you very much.
The Hoygards are in. You do recognise the the Hoygards. Both of them. Yeah, both of them. The brothers. The brother twins, I think. Uh, And uh, Adrian Morong's out here. The big fella from uh, the Czech Republic. And he doesn't mind showing a bit of emotion from time to time. He's a big lad too. Simon's in Fairfield. Simon, give us your uh, random sports sighting, please. G'day, Andy. Well, it's not actually a sports sighting, even though it's actually Northcote Plaza where Bob Murphy is just old haunting ground and um, mm-hmm. Matthew, Matthew Richardson and, and Chris Sue's Fish and Chip Shop. But today, uh, Kevin Rudd was uh, wandering through there. Oh, that'll do. Kevin Rudd. Who? Kevin Rudd. Kevin well, K. No, Rudd. No, and Kevin Rudd has, you say it's not a sporting um, connection. Well, well, I, 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 I do disagree with you, Simon, because if you happen to watch the front bar tonight, we've got a cricket special on, 8.30, Channel 7. And uh, K Rudd does feature, yep, uh, playing cricket. So there is oh seven Kevin. Thank you very much. Mm. So Simon, I nice work. Seven, first, first, first cab off the mm. rank. CBK Brewing uh, carton coming your way. Their draft is delicious. Right. Well done to you, Simon. Mm. Brett's in St Albans. Guru, how are you? Good shags. I saw Mitch McGovern, Hugh Greenwood, and Zach Williams having tea at a bistro, which I won't name, last night because they might go there every week. And me and Mitch had a uh, awkward moment at the bar oh. when we were both going for the same table water. I looked at him, he looked at me, he gave me a nod. I took the table water, looked at his <laughs> knee, had a bandage on it, and walked off. See, now that is the detail. Is that the governor he's talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, what is his status right now? No, is he all he good and improved? No, he finished the season strong. But did was that his last year? Didn't he? No, have, no, 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 got one more. That's the detail. Right. The dead in the the detail in Brent's mm. uh, exchange. Yep. Uh, that is elite. Yep. Ryan's up on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, give us your uh, random sighting slash altercation of recent times, please, Ryan. Yeah, good day, lads. Uh, two weeks ago, having dinner in Noosa, wife's birthday, and the great Jared Roughhead walked past oh, our table. Oh, lovely. Just what a fun bloke he is, too. 13 year old wanted to chase him down the beach for an autograph, but I mm. said, that's not why he's come here. No. Did he, did he have the St Kilda gear on? Oh, yeah. Just walking. That's what he does on holidays. Well, you never know. Oh, he wanders he around. He might have just been. What I got a oh, Melbourne Tigers my... hoodie on right uh-huh. now. So you reckon? Well, I've just asked. That Jared Roughhead on holidays <sighs> at Noosa is wandering around in the St Kilda gear. He might have had a St Kilda hoodie oh, on or something. Ryan, 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 did he have any sort of St Kilda gear or uh, <laughs> a like? No, just just the boardies and singlet, guys. Okay. Yeah, because he's he's up right. in Noosa and he's going to have the hoodie on. I guarantee oh, he would have had some St Kilda gear with him. Oh, you guarantee that? I guarantee. He's gone on holidays. To Shorts, Noosa. have a bit of a run. And you reckon you are guaranteeing me well, I'm not that guaranteeing he's got St Kilda kit with mm. him. You've got rocks in your head. <laughs> Andrew's in Caram Downs. Good gear. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking is... of the Saints, Brett yes. Ratton, North Melbourne. Oh. Part-time assistant coach. Going to be working with the midfielders at North. That's right. Working with Alistair Clarkson again, Brett Ratton. And allegedly you gave him a call to see oh. if he'd come on the wireless with he's, us. And he, he said, stick he it gra- in your car. No, he didn't quite say I that. I think he did. No, he gratefully declined. Yeah, in a, in a, in a sort no, of... No, I'll tell you what he said. Uh, I'm not interested, to be honest. No, it wasn't that musky. Mm. I said, congrats, <laughs> would you come on? He goes, uh, thanks, mate. No, I'll leave that. Chat soon. There you go. No mm, worries. Right. I don't think he likes you very much. No, he loves me. No, I don't believe he does. I think there's a genuine love and connection because I flew the flag for him with believe. the whole St Kilda situation. <laughs> I and I still do. He's got some very uh, frosty things to say about you. Why? Over a quiet beverage. Why? Andrew's... Ah, well, if you're you just making it up. No, if you don't know... I don't. You need to think about things you said in the past. I've 100% Andrew's, supported him, Andy. Andrew's in Caram down. Dis- that's <laughs> disgraceful. You're just making things up now. Andrew's in Caram down. 
Andrew, give us your mm-hmm. ran, random sighting, please. Uh, I'm going off brief a tiny bit because it's an old one, not a recent one. Right. But uh, at ACDC, it's uh, Telstra Dame or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, standing on the floor, banging my head away and uh, bumped into a chap who I thought was going a bit silly and it was... <laughs> Good old Robert Shaw. Oh, great. Shorey going, man. There you go. Shorey just cutting the rug at an ACDC gig. That is superb. Uh, Adam's in Montrose. Shorey, if you're listening, and that is true, just send us a mm. message. Thumbs up if that was, in fact, you. Oh, geez, the ACDC concert. Oh, that was my first memory of being absolutely petrified. Melbourne. Melbourne yes. B- out the, the front. My music bowl. Yeah, not in, oh, just hanging around at the front. Terrifying. The horses came oh, no, in. No, no, the, no. I was the, there. I was there too. ACDC and Angels. Correct. With double... my good mate Colin oh, Armstrong. No, good mate. And we were there and absolutely petrified. Yeah, it was, it was like lawless. Mm. It, law and order Correct. disintegrated in Melbourne. And then on the run home when for, we for were about, panicking. For about a two-kilometre radius around the My Music Bowl for about an hour. And, and on the way through the gardens mate. as I'm getting back into civilization. Oh. Gee, there's a bit going on in the gardens. <laughs> there was an education for a young fella. Hey, on, what's, are they wrestling? Oh, no. That's Why are they wearing any clothes? Uh, Adam's in Montrose. Uh, Adam, give us your random sighting, please. Interesting way to wear jeans. <laughs> G'day, fellas. Yes. Uh, on a recent trip over to the United States, I visited Pebble Beach Golf Club. Yes. And Don't I'm hanging around the front well, less than two weeks ago. Mm. And I hear these Australian accents in the background. I turn around and there's Andrew Brayshaw and Nat Fife. Actually, Adam, I saw photos posted playing, by those blokes. Right. Playing golf, were they? Yeah, no. No. Well, I don't know where they're going no, to of course visit someone. On Pe- they're, they're on the Pebble Beach golf course. Oh, was it on the golf course, was it? <laughs> yes. I thought you just said Pebble Beach. I didn't know. I missed the there golf were, they, course. But they both posted. I saw Andrew Brayshaw posting mm. photos of the boys, of them playing that day. I said, there you go, Adam. Nice work. 20 past. Is, that, is there a significant <laughs> tournament at that? That's Pebble Beach is where they play the, the uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am every year. And they play the US Open. They play, in yeah. fact, I think there's a US Open coming up there pretty soon. Anyway. Oh, yeah, they routinely play major events. Right. Yeah. 21 past three, Daniel, Steve, Nick, Dave, random sightings are coming up after this. Adam Scott, by the way, leads the PGA Championship at five under the card. Minwoo Lee teeing it up on the 14th. He's at four under the card alongside a handful of players. a very good player. He'll be a top 10 player soon. Berwick BMW has a range of re-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. BerwickBMW.com.au. Robot building supplies helping you get the right products for the job at a better price. Sonos. Game-changing sound this festive season. Save now on ready-made speed. The run home with Andy and Gazy. Hey, don't forget ENS Black Friday. Fisher and Pikel 413 litre bottom mount fridges. Cop this. What's from that? From just $1,299 with free delivery set up and removal of the old product. Mm. They're, they're basically giving them away at that price. Mm. Nick's in Mernda. Nick, uh, random sports sighting, please. Yeah, g'day, guys. A couple of years ago, the uh, Barcelona airport ready to catch a flight out. It was during the um, World Swimming Championships. I see this massive guy walking down with this huge trophy. I went up to him. I said, mate, congratulations. Awesome effort. Can I get a photo? Yeah, happy to take a photo. And he goes, did you watch the game? I said, oh, it was brilliant. I was glued to my seat. To this day, I still have no idea who he was. But I've still got the photo of me and some bloke carrying a big trophy. And you've never found out, you, you, no, no amount of research has uh, yielded the, uh, the identity of said mm. person? The only thing I can think of was water polo the night before, and it was a Norway. I think Norway had won it, nice, so and he nice. seemed to have looked like he came from there. But, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so yeah, whack it, whack it these. Too. That's you cool. know what you can do these days, uh, Nick, is you can whack it in Google. You put the photo in Google. This is the brilliance of Google. 
put it in Google and bang, it can search it for you and come up with it's some... It's like the plant, like the plant app. The plant? Take a photo of a plant and you've got the right app and it'll go... Process is that what, right? And it'll tell you what plant it is. Oh, I'll tell you what. It's unbelievable. It is incredible. Oh, it is fantastic. Rod, Thank that you, is Rod. fantastic, please. You incredible. can be dismissive about that sort of technology. Mm. But that, uh, that's the sort of stuff that they probably used, you know, been using for years in law enforcement, mm. identifying people in shopping centres and things. Well, I think there's a, there's a bit of a debate <laughs> raging in certain parts of the world about certain privacy issues Ooh, that let's not a lot of people don't no. necessarily see that as a good thing. Dave, you've only got a problem. you only got a problem if you've done something wrong. Dave's in Queensland. Well. No, that is a fact. Dave, good afternoon. Well. No, no, oh, you're going to be one of these, are you? No, no. Oh, here you go. What are you Dave talking about? Dave in Queensland. Hello, Dave. Mm. Hello. Craig? Craig, Craig, sorry, Craig. Craig. No, no, Craig's we've got in Dave in Queensland, but it sounds like Craig Queensland. in Warrnambool. Mm. Uh, far away, Craig. G'day, guys. My son works at Macca's Rosebud and uh, serves the great man uh, Juddy and uh, Who? reaches out the window and goes, that's Juddy, and just shook his hand. So Chris, Chris Judd. Chris Judd. Chris Judd goes Chris to Judd. Macca's, uh, the Macca's drive-thru in Rosebud. Oh, well, you know what he'd have? Oh. He'd have the kids in the car because, you know, after footy, or you've had it for sporting events, and it's just a little regular thing you See, do. Judd. That's right. <laughs> no? Or maybe he just wants a burger, Andy. Well, he maybe does, and there's mm. nothing wrong with that, Keith. No. You're a bit peckish on the way down the coast. Mm. Grab a fillet of fish on the way down there, and away you go. Hungry Jacks can do the job just as well. As if <laughs> Mac, Mac is a part of our family, though. Well, they do it a magnificent yes, job. they do. Terrific. Probably just to focus on the... patty, special sauce, yeah. less cheese, pickles, onions, hey. on a sesame seed bun. When they first come out, if you said Delicious. that within 15 seconds or something, you yeah. used to get a free burger. McDonald's. McDonald's. Oh, tasty. By all you know when I'm with you, I make you free. Oh, what is this? I like it. I don't know what it is. It's just a random track, or is it related to something we weren't paying a lot about? New tracks. We've got to start. Oh, nice. New tracks. Tom Boyd's going to join us next. Uh, good to see that Daniel Ricciardo's oh. picked up another gig. We're on air. Oh. Daniel Ricciardo's picked up another gig, of course, going back to Red Bull. Is yeah, that was to... announced a couple of days ago. Oh, I thought it was yesterday. Quite some... No, no. Oh, we heard ago. about that. Uh, and he's going back to Red Bull as oh, a uh, practice driver. Yeah, yeah. It's tester. Of... Yeah, tester, practice driver, all that sort of stuff. Now, he's probably been on, what, what's close he gonna pick to up 20 million a year. What will he get for that? What's, he, what's oh. the going rate for that sort of uh, occupation? I'd imagine, given that you still got to throw the thing around at fairly. I think there's seven streets. numbers in it. I would have thought it'd be in the mer. Mer, it'd have to be a mer. It'd be, a mer. Uh, it'd be something in the mer. But it'd be Wouldn't low mers, I think. Yeah, yeah. So he'll just stay in, you know, and then with something. If someone's crook, or if, yeah. I think when you're hanging around the edges, Verstappen. That uh, no, nah, it won't be him. What if he's crook? Oh, that's true. He'll jump in the chair. Oh. Uh, but uh, happy to do that. it's the sort of the ultimate draw, ultimate test, isn't it? If, if you had someone like Max Verstappen and he got crook for a couple of weeks and there was a couple of uh, um, events, mm-hmm. Grand Prix in there, <laughs> and you jump in and you go from being in the top three Grand Prix, isn't it? and then all of a sudden... Grand Prix? I think it's Grand Prix, isn't it? Grand is, Prix, that, is, is, that it? The, is that the plural, the Grands? Or whatever it is. Or whatever it is. Then... Um, uh, and, and you weren't able to get Poland. the result. Adrian Morong, by the way, from Poland, not the Czech Republic. Mm. Hey, um, 
What? There was something. Okay, to... don't finish my story. Let's <laughs> move on. Sort of banging on. I don't know where you No, but I'm just saying it's you the know, test I... of whether it, the difference between the drivers, <laughs> when you're driving the exact same vehicle, you get to track. But they don't get it, do they? This no, that's point. What, they that... get a the, so the second chair. Oh, I am because now you've got me interested. Right. They never get the same car. No. This is the point. That's exactly what I was talking and this about. Is the, so how, how does that relate to Daniel Ricciardo? Well, it, it, it was a true test of where he's at because a lot of people now with what we've seen saying, oh, he's off the boil. Maybe it's the car, right. not the driver. Right, now I know. And as yeah. I've said many okay. times yes. with this caper, you've always got to ask the question, is it the singer <laughs> or is it the song? Thank you very much. You were uh, listening to our caller talk about uh, Chris Judd stop popping into the uh, Rosebud Drive. Well, I've got a message off here. Oh, go on. Off the temper text machine, and I've just well, Googled read it, it. out. What is, oh. and that's what I was getting caught up with. He, uh, uh, what are you, you saying? His a bit, wife. You seem a bit. Yeah, Rebecca. Yes. Rebecca Judd. I like to call her Beck. Beck I think she yep, goes yep. by the name of Beck. Beck Judd, yep. Um, has said, well, apparently <laughs> she's uh, got an Instagram. Uh, Enhancement what? where what? you have to pay. She's offering her followers for an extra $7.49 a month yeah. fee. Yeah. Fans can access exclusive content on her Instagram page. I didn't even know this thing existed. I did not know on, you so could set up a new section for your Instagram. Why me, can... Teddy, mate? What's wrong? Guess how many followers she's got on Instagram? 300,000. Double it and add some. Oh. 775,000 wow. followers. That's a lot of followers. So if they're paying 749 no, not all of them. She's still got the well, regular free of charge. If she gets 100,000 of the 770,000 popping off 749 a month. Well, don't even do that. Just get 100 of them. Well, how much, how much is that? Two zeros. <laughs> That's $7 million. What? A <laughs> no, month? No, if she's getting 749 a month and 100,000 of her 775. No, just imagine pay. if 100 of them do them. Well, seven, that's 7,000 a month. Correct. By 12. Is a lot of loot. Roll over year upon year, month upon month. That's a what, very so nice if I, if I if I pay the seven forty nine yep. uh, for exclusive Beck Judd content. Now you're getting home Instagram, renovation get? tips, you're oh, getting that sort some of stuff, fashion right tips. It. If you want to know how to style, then you, you can ask her. You can direct message her and she'll give you styling advice. Right and I'm uh, I'm very entrepreneurial. I'm I think we should start up our own uh, oh, yeah. run home seven dollar forty nine arrangement. Oh, yeah, what can we offer people? We can offer them sporting <laughs> genius. That's what we can <laughs> offer them. Just, but how would we not give? How do hmm. we protect the seven forty nine behind the paywall as opposed oh, to what we, we give it the for line free. and link stuff for free here? And then no chance. This if is our people best. really want to get stuck into us about stuff. We'll, who, we'll engage. Who who would you oh. be spending seven forty nine a month on top of just the regular follow on Instagram? One three hundred seven three six seven three six oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Try and limit it to the Michael world Jordan. Sport. Well, why? That's so boring. I'm, because he doesn't speak. He, you don't uh-huh. really hear a lot from him. So if you've got access, you actually feel like you're getting something different. Who would you pay mm. seven bucks a month extra to get exclusive content from in the world of sports? So Beck Judd's asking her people to pony up with seven forty nine a month and she'll well, give you I a whole lot of stuff. Well, I think you set your own How to make muffins and stuff like that. <laughs> don't be rude. No, that's what she'll do, presumably. And well, this I've is what told I'm, I'm going what to a function. Doing. I'm going to a big function. Mm. We've got Judd. Judd Chella. I need to. And I'm thinking about wearing this tonight. What, what do, you do you think? think? This? Thumbs up, yes. Thumbs down. And then no. she might come back and say, "Listen, nice outfit. The shoes, just maybe a different colour or something. That's, That's perfect. Or your wardrobe, or house renovating, all those things. I think it's a 
a wonderful oh, entrepreneurial gonna... uh, exercise. Yes. I'll be interesting to see how many <laughs> um, sign up. But I reckon there's a. I think I'm honest. I thought more for our circumstances here, Andy. Yeah. That I'm not sure that the uh, the authorities will, they'd probably want to cut. But there might be a way in which we can come to some sort of mutually beneficial arrangement. Well, we should talk about this in that break. <laughs> so you and I open up our own Instagram account together. Yes. And charge people a little extra for uh, special tidbits. Hard because we give everything to this show. Well, that is true. I leave nothing behind on a daily basis. Yes. Which is qu- probably hard to believe if you mm. listen to this show routinely. I mm. wonder who you'd like to pay the extra for. Australian? Oh, anyone. Mm. I want Iguodala. <laughs> yeah, anyone, he'd be interesting. Anyone around the world? Corey. Well, he's Corey. doing his own. He's Corey got his, Homicide Williams. I'd he's got his own bucks. podcast that he's. I know, but, I, but there's more to give. I'd pay seven. Oh, blimey. No, you don't have to. Cho- that's but, what she's oh. chosen. You can put your own. I think you can put your own figures on it. Behind the paywall of Corey Homicide mm. Williams' life. Mm. <laughs> My glory-filled days, as you would say. Yes. Um, we are here for robot building supplies and Berwick BMW and Sonos. Sonos. Easy I'd to set. i pay $20 for Gazy private Instagram plus two messages reply a month. Happy to do that for seven for 20 For a 20 month. bucks a month? Mm. What does he want from you? Two messages. And, and a photo. I'm not sure what type <laughs> of photos he's looking for. Well, this is or it. she. I don't know if to hear <laughs> or she. <laughs> You have to give them what they want. Mm. Oh. <laughs> no, it's and not a like of the other. Uh, apparently, Shaquille O'Neal, someone had paid. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. Forty. He's All funny. Right. Charles Barkley. Min Woo Lee. Oh, I don't know whether he's going to. He's not. All right, Min Ji Lee. Again, the right. current superstars, but I don't know if you're going to get more than what you'd get off their normal. Okay. But Charles likes to speak his mind. And well, he's, you feel like there's Charles in that private environment might even elaborate a little bit more on already some of the stuff that he says. It's a very good point, your eyes. Apparently, there's this Keep, other thing. No, no, no. No, That's no, coming no, off the temper text no, machine. That's, no, because there's kids listening and I don't want to steer them towards that stuff, all right? Uh, oh. Keep the text messages coming, however, 40 winks and on the temper text. Uh, we love all I'd of the contributions. i $70 a month to get a special tips from Paige Sporanic. Well, yes. 20 minutes she's to She's a golfer, isn't she? Well, she's not really a golfer, no, but she's heavily involved no, in the golf golfer. industry. Uh, well, it's 20 minutes to mm. four. Tom okay. Boyd. Tom Boyd. Uh, for Brumby. He's going to join us next. Yeah, let's straighten up. Berwick BMW has a range of re-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. BerwickBMW.com.au. Robot building supplies helping you get the right products for the job at a better price. Sonos. Game-changing sound this festive season. Save now on ready-made speaker sets. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. A radio station like this, Gazy, one thing you fit, discover on the way through is how many organisations there are who are dedicating themselves or certainly lending a hand to men's health, yes. whether it be men's physical health or men's mental health. And Brumby's Bakery are proudly supporting Movember, which is one of the real frontline um, activations for men to stop and think and you know help one another and certainly help yourself when it comes to your men's health. This Movember at Brumby's, uh, they're encouraging you to break bread with a mate and have a conversation. Brumby's Bakery proudly supporting Movember. Tom Boyd has become... A, a real kind of leader in this space, uh, young man, ex number one draft pick, premiership player, high profile experience in the game, had some challenges from a mental health perspective through it all. He's written a book that was released a couple of months ago, Nowhere to Hide, a memoir of football, mental health and resilience. He's been good enough to join us on the show to have a chat about 
the book and his experience and how important a month like this is. Um, big fella, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, um, one of the things that, you know, things like Movember and, you know, and Brum, and a whole lot of people are trying to, this encouragement to ha- talk to someone, to find someone, talk. When you first became aware, even if you weren't able to put a finger on it, but starting to become aware of the fact that you were having a bit of a battle, did you find it easy to have that first conversation while you were still playing the game? Oh, certainly not. I mean, if I think back to my first real symptoms, I suppose, in 2014, we were in a space um, with regards to society that was vastly different uh, to the landscape we find ourselves in now with regards to mental health. And I think for me, you know, the first thing that was the challenge was that I didn't really understand what was going on. And I think that's why the education and awareness piece is so big, right? Because at least if you can identify issues within your own life and perhaps in the people that you, you know, love and care about's life, you can begin to treat the issues effectively. Um, but, yeah, it certainly was quite challenging for me in the first instances in particular. Hey, Tom, we see so much of it these days and... Uh, and and it's, there's kind of like this scale of, of, of how people can be affected. Uh, Andy and I have been around a long time and we're obviously a lot older than you, but we never used to have these conversations no. or talk about it no. previously. Do you think that it's just we, we just didn't accept it, there are other issues, or is there more of it now? Is there more uh, significant mental health issues these days than perhaps there were previously? Yeah, it's funny, Casey. I mean, my dad's probably a bit older than both of you, I would imagine, but I've had this conversation with him before, and he said, oh, I was just not around when we were kids. And, you know, then I said to Dad, what about all your mates who, you know, have had challenges over the years? And he goes, oh, that's a good point. Mm. And, you know, I think one of the um, the undeniable challenges of pushing forward in a, in a topic like this is that once advocacy and awareness and all of these wonderful first steps take place, there's almost like uh, a stage of discovery where... The, um, you know, the iceberg that hides under the water is, is discovered and you start dealing with the fact that this issue is, is quite significant. But I would also say that, you know, we've had a pretty rough few years uh, mm. as a globe. Um, and, you know, obviously there's been challenges within Australia in particular. And I think, you know, that amongst the other things that, you know, particularly are putting pressure, I suppose, on young people like social media and all of the, the many things that you can sort of get attached and led astray with, um, do exacerbate the issues in part, but you know I would suggest that if there is a there is a relatively consistent level of mental challenges that have been experienced over the years. Perhaps they just weren't um, dealt with or treated in the same way they are today. And for me, and I've had four kids come through. They're they're, they're a bit older now, but going through it, uh, to me, the biggest issue we face these days is social media and the impact that it has and can have a, a real detrimental impact on mental health. Is there a, a theory, a something that you can provide uh, youngsters or, or even those that are a bit older on how to deal with those things? Yeah, look, I, I've you know answered this question a number of times yeah. and I think over the years my answer has probably changed a little bit where, you know, in my experience, I basically did the whole, you know, get off the platforms, but then, you know, in a, in a way it is part of your role as a footballer and as a public person to promote the, the things that you're a part of and obviously there's an ability to earn income. But for the, for the average person and particularly young people, I think we just need to be really honest with ourselves as to what the platforms that we're participating in actually are. If you're going onto Instagram to try and, you know, feel better about your own life, that's probably a mistake because no one's putting up the sort of reality of waking up with an eight-month-old like I am. Mm. You're always putting up the happy photos. So, 
Um, that, you know, you go to Twitter and it's a, it's a mess of negativity because, you know, expressing yourself in 140 characters isn't particularly easy. Um, <laughs> and I think you're just knowing that that is the reality of what you're walking into is an important thing to, to recognise because um, at the end of the day, you know, I, I go on Twitter um, every now and again. I know what I'm signing up for. I know when to turn it off and likewise with Instagram and the other platforms as well. But at the end of the day, it's like anything, you know, it's all about moderation and understanding the, the landscape that you're participating in, I think. Mm. There's no one size fits all here, Tom, and this mm. is to you too, Gazing. I'm, but, but how best do we deal with this with our kids as a parent? What's the, like in a perfect world, yeah. my kids are 12, 11, 8, and I'd rather them not have iPads and not have fun. <laughs> I, I wish they didn't have access to any of that stuff. I wish they just did it the old fashioned way, days, but you yeah. can't, it's impossible, Tom. So, Oh, you don't want it. You don't want to be. You don't want to be creating a wedge between yourself and your kids by taking a hard line with this sort of stuff. But also, you want to, um, you know, be careful and mindful of what they're experiencing. I got no idea what the best way of handling this is. Yeah, it's a funny one. So, you know, at a month old, my daughter would turn her head to find a screen. Yeah, like that's how early it's. It's so captivating for the young mind and the young eyes and you know Anna and I my fiance are very um you know very careful with screens around her because quite frankly she won't participate in life if there's a screen to watch so um that's just for the kid of you know only just under eight months but I think for me um you know likewise with anything that we do with our kids growing up my principles will be that you know if I was teaching them to ride a bike I'd ride it with training wheels first and then I'd participate with riding with them I'd teach them about road safety and wearing the right safety equipment and all that sort of stuff. And I think fundamentally the principle behind the usage of um, social media has to be the same, which is you've got to crawl before you can walk and you've got to walk before you can run. And the education surrounding the dangers that are present within these platforms, I think undeniably has to be a part of the conversation with our children. And how we've got the, uh, the, the national draft coming up and with your experiences uh, what can, how can you provide some advice to arm these young kids that are going into the AFL system to help them with this specific issue? Uh, I think that, you know, I think that the great challenge of being a high pick in particular is that 99.9% of the feedback that these draftees who are going into the draft, what is it, next Monday, have experienced so far is being positive because, you know, the media in general aren't in the game, I suppose, of criticising 17-year-olds who are trying to live out their AFL dream. But once you do arrive at a footy club and the season, uh, and their first season in particular, progresses, the criticism will come to some of these people. And we, we've seen that over the course of definitely my career, but also many careers since. And I think it's just being frank with themselves about the, the um, overall um, net attention that they're going to receive in most of cases is going to lean towards the negative space because that's just what social media does so i think just being you know aware of what's going to happen next and and aware that the most important voices are the ones that will be standing in front of them whether it be their coaches their family and their friends and not to get too caught up in the good or the bad that comes with the, the social media platforms tom a lot of really good advice in all of that mate um i haven't read the book yet but nowhere to hide a memoir of football mental health and resilience uh your book was released early this year suspect there might be a bit in there. Thanks for joining us and um, thanks for being um, doing all the good work that you're doing in this space. Uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks for having us, guys. Bye. Tom, man, Tom. Tom and I'm one draft pick. Don't forget, Movember, we're getting towards the end of it. Head to Brumby's. Break bread with them, mate. Have a conversation. 
Brumby's Bakery, proudly supporting Movember. Berwick BMW has a range of re-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. BerwickBMW.com.au Robot Building Supplies. Robots got it. And deliver. RobotBuildingSupplies.com.au Sonos. Game-changing sound this festive season. Save now on ready-made speaker sets. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. Oh, hello. Normally we get a That's how conditioned I am to speaking to Tim Watson here, but no wispy. It's what happens when you become number one, just takes the little people for granted. Well, there you go. That's very interesting, isn't it? You know. We give him a platform and help him to the point that they rise. Take him to the promised land and then nothing. Uh, PGA Championship are being played at Royal Queensland, one of the two majors here in Australia. Spectacular layout at uh, RQ. Christopher Wood, who's been flying lately uh, in the uh, in and around the state, Opens and PGAs uh, and uh, the big pro-ams around the place. Uh, through 11 holes, six under the card, the Queenslander, uh, leads all comers. Nice. Adam Scott, who was in the first group out this morning. That's an early start. Alongside Cam Smith. What time would that have been? I think been? they hit off at about 6 o'clock local. No, not that early. Do you reckon it's 6 a.m.? I would have guessed 7. 6 a.m., Andy. All right, if it's 6 a.m., okay, well, I made a mistake. Well. That's early, though. Uh, he shot five under the card. Minwoo Lee's... TV ready to roll and cover that at 6am? No, no. No Min... television? Not at that time in the morning, I wouldn't have thought. Minwoo Lee, five under the card alongside Jason Scrivener, Anthony Quayle, and Jun Hong from China. Aren't they trying to maximise their exposure? Big field, you know. The lights, it's light early. Great conditions. Might be a bit of weather. Do not know. They always right. start early in Queensland. Always. The full field events... They always start early in Queensland. Mm. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that right throughout the rest of the day. Mark Leishman's out on the course. A wobbly start. Got it to uh, one over the card early, Leishman, but uh, back to two under the card now of the big boy from Warrnambool. So we'll keep an eye on all of that. Cricket, uh, this relationship between Cricket Australia and Justin Langer. Mm. Dan Churney from Code Sports has broken a story and it seems to have taken another turn. I'm not sure how legitimate these suggestions that some players in the Australian team this summer with mm-hmm. Langer uh, now joining the Channel 7 commentary team throughout their uh, test coverage throughout the summer. Some players are going to be given the right to not engage in interviews with Justin Langer. Players. Well, all players are, mm. but I'm not sure how many are going to take advantage of the opportunity not none. to speak to the former coach. There's none, I can't see any one of the players where the, the relationship is that toxic that they can't be professional about it on a broadcast well, and wonder. then just refuse to talk to him. Well, Daniel Churney, Code Sports, is right over this story as these kind of layers reveal themselves from one to the next. And he's been good enough to join us on the show. Daniel, uh, nice to have you with us. Thanks for your time. Likewise, Andy and Andrea. How are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. really would. What, how has it got to this? So the, the timeline is clearly the, the podcast that Justin Langer did you know, 10 or 11 weeks ago, it's been released now and, and it's set off a chain of events, Daniel. How have we got to this position with the current Australian team on the eve of our, you know, test series against the West Indians and then the South Africans and their former coach? Yeah, look, it, it is dramatic and it's an escalation of a situation that has really dragged on for, for the best part of um, two years now, this story, but both pre and, and post Justin Langer or during it and now post Justin Langer being the coach of the national side and there's sort of a there's sort of a culture war, there's the generation gap. We, we, we knew already that uh, the Australian the, 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 the former players were um, were uh, unhappy well they'd been very critical of the current team and then 
current team have been very, uh, as an extension, have been unhappy with um, some of the comments coming from, I suppose, the, the greats. And, and, and most of this had stemmed from Langer's exit and the sense that it had been player-driven. And, um, you know, it, it'd be, it'd be um, you know, it'd be folly to suggest that it wasn't player-driven or certainly player-impacted. So, um, yeah, we've got the situation. He's done this podcast yesterday, or uh, released yesterday with Will Schofield, the former West Coast player. And uh, it's, it's set off the bomb again, and um, you know, at a, at, a, at a time when I suppose there were hopes that um, Justin would be pacified the situation, he's, he's inflamed it, and uh, you know, he, he, we go to Perth now for the first test of throwing the West Indies. Clearly, pro Langer sentiment um, very hot in WA, and uh, it's um, and he's, he's on the broadcast, and the players understandably feeling a bit awkward about um, having to front up to Langer given given the nature of the exit and then these comments that have been um, yeah pretty inflammatory to, towards them and, and um, not you know having having a go at them for not being direct enough in their feedback and, and claiming that he did change um, and that he and he was still sacked which I suppose it was, it was a bit of a technicality but he, strictly speaking he was offered an extension but it was um, some something of a paltry extension so I, yeah. I think it, you know, in essence he was sacked. Yeah, it is. And uh, we're through all this, and you've always got the tit for tat going backwards and forwards. And I, it seems to, I get a sense that there, there must be more to it than, than meets the eye because I listened to the podcast, of course, and um, it was just rehashing a lot of the stuff that, we, that I think that we'd been going over. But in that tit for tat, Nick Hockley, the, the chief executive, he's come out and it's, it's like he's really trying to fly the flag for the current players right now Uh, and to me when you think of the narrative around the Australian team and Australian cricket to me that's a little ill-advised in what he's done because okay he has his podcast we say nothing and we think nothing more of it has he inflamed it with his comments as well do you think yeah it's a really good question Andrew and and I can see both sides of the equation here because I I suppose ultimately they are you know they remain his, his employees and I suppose there's an expectation that they need to um, they need to stand up for them, but by the same token, you're right. Has has that only made it worse? I think what the, the important context here is that at a time when look, and you get very you get um, mixed views as just how on the nose the team is, but we've just come off a, a situation where only ten thousand people attended ODI at the MCG, pretty under underwhelming crowds. Or the Aussies during the World Cup, where the, the um, subcontinental teams, you know, mm. massively outdo them. The, the TV ratings the other night on Fox, literally for a dead rubber, where there were players missing from the Australian side. They had double as many people watching the Argentine, Argentina Saudi Arabia match on, on SBS, the, the, the soccer World Cup. So I just think cricket, there's, there's a feeling that um, the team is a bit on the nose. You know, I think uh, Pat Cummins divided people with, with the way he handled um, the Alinta Energy situation. And um, and you know that that former the great era of um, so 20 years ago or so that generation it was so popular that um, and, and Langer is still such an admired figure amongst you know large swathes of, of the of cricket fans that um, he, he's going to win the um, the PR battle a lot of the time and and that makes it put CA um, in a very difficult difficult spot because they need to defend. Um, they need to defend their uh, their people, but by the same token, they actually made it worse. It's a, it's a fair point. Daniel, what what you mentioned before, the, talking to Dan Cherney from Code Sports, that, that, what's the generational aspect? You said the generational gap a bit earlier. Mm. What what can you explain? What that is? It simply 
one bloke's a bit older than the others and they don't speak each other's language. Is, is that is that what this comes down to? I think that's certainly part of it. Um, and I think, well, look, you, you look at the, the era in which Justin Langer played, and that's not to say that the current generation is not tough or hard, but it was a different sort of, um, I don't know, it was a different sort of way of doing things. Um, you know, a, 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 I don't know, a different masculinity maybe is, is the right way to put it. Um, and I think there's a, there's a sense from some of those former greats particularly the, the, the sense that they went behind Langer's back to get rid of him, which has really left a bit of taste. And therefore, when you've got... And as Langer, I think, put it in a speech, um, I think it was with WA Chamber of Commerce or something like that earlier this year, um, you know, his mates are the greats of Australian cricket and yeah. um, they are still revered by the broader public. So it's... Um, I, I think that's what it comes down to. Uh, and, yeah, there is a sense that um, they did things a certain way, the current generation don't necessarily like um, the way that was was I think well, I think it's un- unquestionable Wanger was too volatile it's, it's, it's not in my view people have broken broken through it and then that was the thing that, that um that got them it wasn't that he, it wasn't that he was hard nosed it was unpredictable and volatile and I think that's that's the thing that wore down the Australian players but when you're his mate and you, and you know him and you know he's loyal to because he does have a lot of redeeming features Justin Wanger um, and we've seen many of them his fighting qualities his grit his, his determination but um, it's 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 jarring, I suppose, for the for the uh, the former generation, the old, you know, the last yeah. generation, because they, this guy's been hung out to dry, pitched up um, when he when he deserved better. And where do you think this sits with Justin Lager and the perception perception of him as we speak? I think when this first happened, everyone was on his side. Mm. Felt like we've got the results, we've got, won the Ashes, we just won the <laughs> number one T20, in the world, number yeah. one in the world, and here we are sacking the coach and only offering him six months extension or whatever it was. Um, and he had a lot of support. Uh, how do you see that? Has that changed now with uh, Langer's comments? And where do you see the, him in this whole picture right now? Yeah, another really good question. I, I think, Andrew, that it's, it has changed the situation of touch. I mean, it's, it's always, you know, you're always mindful of reading too much into the sort of social media responses to stories and things like that. And, and I think um, the comment section still do sway reasonably pro-Langer. But I, I do sense a, t- a, ch- a tiny bit of a, a change. I think there is a fatigue from the... Look, I think, look there are people that lap up, you know, and it is sort of salacious, the whole story, and, the, and it's so, so divisive, and it involves so many Australian big-name cricketers, but it is, and it, it is a captivating story in many respects. But I think there's also an element um, of the public that is getting a bit fatigued by it all and says, oh, OK, enough already. Look, mm. maybe you were hardly done by, but... You know, you just got to let it. You got to move on, and and I think there's there's certainly a sentiment from that from from some of the players, um, and uh, I think you know part of the public. But look, as I said, the heading to WA where he is, you know, revered and there's yeah. a stand after him. Um, so I, I'm going to be fascinated. I'm you know lucky enough to be going over there next week, and really going to be really interested to see how um, how the fans react to say Langer if he goes down to the boundary for you know a pre-game commentary stint or alternatively um, if, you know, will Pat Cummins get booed? I mean, it sounds um, it sounds unfathomable, but, you know, I think it's in play that the Australian captain could get booed um, in Perth, so it's going to be really interesting. Well, it, it's a story. Whether Cricket Australia have played it well enough or not uh, and have thought their way through this um, uh, well enough or not, they've created a story now. Certainly, Justin Langer's comments on the podcast 
have been timed to be released at a fairly significant moment, but it's going to be a whole lot bigger than it should should have and probably could have been. Um, Dan, we'll be reading all about it, mate. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure, guys. Anytime. Daniel Cherney Thanks, from Dan. Code Sports. Let, let, there's been a, a lot said, and mm-hmm. you may have heard bits and pieces of it. We not necessarily do it in chrono- chronological order, but Simon O'Donnell was on with um, with Sam this morning, mm-hmm. and to uh, a notion of what Dan Cherney was saying then that. Maybe it's time to just, you know, move on and, and stop bringing these matters up. Um, easier said than done when you're not the person who's been in the middle of this stuff mm. and, you know, you carry things with you like Justin Langer clearly. You feel like his... He feels like there's been an injustice, a oh, significant no injustice no being question. done. No question. You can't tell him just mm. to pack it up, pack it in and move on. But this is what Simon O'Donnell had to say this morning with Sammy Edmund. You've, you've got to move on and, and it's taking him a while to move on. But let's not also forget, and, and I'm not anti-Justin I, I love Justin Lee. I love what he did for Australian cricket. I think Justin wasn't sacked. Justin was offered a six-month extension to yep. his contract, yep. which he didn't agree with. No, I, I don't agree with that. Technically, he is 100% correct. But he was presented something that he was not going to accept. So... I don't and agree was, that that was seen, a legitimate yeah, offer. Yeah, yeah. This was one where, well, how do we get out of this? Well, let's just present him something that he's not going to accept. And that way we can claim that we've done the right thing. Yep. Now, now I don't agree with – I agree with what Simon's saying broadly, but not on that element of it. I don't think he was offered a genuine opportunity to stay on because that – you've just won the Ashes. You're just uh, T20 champions. You're the number one team in the world. And here's six months. Yeah. Just, I don't. That didn't. No. I. I, don't, I can't cop that as a legitimate offer. Love to hear from you. In terms of the, if this is at all important, you know, the public sentiment where it lies in all of this, and we'll get a gauge, a very visceral gauge of it when we get over to Perth next week. I suspect, as Dan Cherney was mentioning, there might be, there there could be a crowd reaction that tells mm. us how certainly the Perth cricket fans are, are feeling about all of this. Does Justin Langer still hold the high ground that I suspect most of us feel like he has held? Mm. He can point to the record and say, this is what I did, which he often does. But I wonder whether what he did say on that podcast about the players, and he didn't name players when he said what we're about to play, but I wonder whether this seeds a bit of the high ground that Justin Langer was occupying uh, up until this latest kind of chain of events. What he had to say, uh, to Will Schofield on his podcast a couple of weeks ago. Everyone was being nice to my face and I was reading about it, this stuff. I'm going, and half of it, I swear to God, on my kids' lives, it was like, I cannot believe this is one making the papers. I've got to believe there's, you know, you hear a lot of journalists use the word source. A source says. Mm-hmm. I would say, change that word for coward. A coward says. Not a source because... What do you mean a source says? They've either got an axe to grind with someone and they won't come and say it to your face or they're just leaking stuff for their own agenda. I hate that. And I can imagine mm. why Justin Langer would hate that because Justin Langer, from all accounts, is if you've got an issue with me, come and say it to my face and not because he wants to have a blue with you, because he wants to sort it out and he's very much the sort of bloke who would do that if he had a problem with you. So, Nick, you mentioned Nick Hockley, the CEO of Cricket Australia. I'm not sure how strong the relationship between Justin Langer and Nick Hockley is. I'm not sure it's a very good relationship whatsoever. Oh, hang on. No, no. 
there is that there would be a putrid relationship. Yeah, I, I would it's, think. it's not good. So when Nick Hockley comes out and says we've not commented to date, other than to correct inaccuracies of which there are a number in Justin's comments. That's inflammatory. Regular, formal, and informal opportunities to provide and receive feedback took place throughout his tenure which is consistent with high-performance environment. Following a comprehensive process, Justin was offered the contract, uh, and we know now the rest is history. Langer said in part of that uh, podcast that he spoke to his captains. Mm. He, spoke, he spoke to Tim Payne. Uh, Aaron Finch didn't want to do mm. it. Finchie admits that he's a, he's a bit of a sook when it comes mm. to the – not not a sook, but a, a bit of a softie when it comes to this sort of confrontation. But when pushed on it mm. and when Langer led – Mm. From the front, Finchie was very much, Aaron Finch mm. was very much a, yeah, no, let's have a chat about this. And they sorted through. He couldn't speak more highly mm. of Tim Payne's capacity to work his way through this. And I believe the relationship that he has with Pat Cummins is not mm. nearly as bad as some people might have you no. believe it is. I think they have an ongoing dialogue and they speak to another, speak to one another relatively regularly. They so did. I think, well, I think. I'm not so sure they would be. I'm not sure they're friends, mm. but I don't think, I don't think if it is. If the cowards mm. that Justin Lang is talking about, the former players who are talking about him, to mm. other people behind his back, I'd be shocked if one of those was Pat Cummins. No, oh, right. Well, I, I think. Oh, in fact, yeah. I don't think it is Pat Cummins. Probably not. And you hear the conversations that they've had, and it seemed like that. Uh, Justin Langer, well, the way he presents it, he welcomed the direct feedback that he got. Correct. And not only did he welcome it, he. And I think it's been recognised that there were some significant changes made to his behaviour and the way in which he'd communicate in his, in his coaching. So mm. um, I think Nick Hockley, though, if it, he's in a really tough situation because if if there are those inaccuracies which is there, which I'm sure there are, there, there'd be certain degrees. And yeah, or, or, but, but whether or not it's right to be coming out, and that's more the point, I think, is, okay, we've said this, this is in the past, it, it's kind of inflamed it again with him responding to it. I agree with that 100%. So, so, and, and he might be sitting, he's saying, hang on a second, I need to correct the record because this is factually incorrect in his view, which is fair enough. But sometimes when you think of the ultimate uh, outcome that you're looking for, sometimes you have to bite the lip. And to me, this is not one that given it's, it's a while ago that it all happened, we've sort of moved on, it's done well, and dusted, well, to bring it back to the surface. That's right. I don't know whether strategically that was necessary. Okay, let's get some thoughts from you lot on the other side of the rake. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 367 Are you still with Justin Langer regarding all of this? <clears throat> Who made the blue? Who uh, poured fuel on the flames of this one? Uh, is it a story at all? one three hundred. 736-736. Your calls on the other side of the break. Your calls for Lawn Hub. Real Lawn Fanatics use Lawn Hub fertilizer. Yeah, a lot of people want to talk, talk about Justin Langer. Do. Dominic's uh, the first Quiz cab off coming the up too soon, uh, we'll, we'll get to that, bros. I'd just uh, like to keep people online. Less time for the quiz, the uh, more you keep us from getting to our callers. Oh. Uh, good afternoon to you, Dominic. Hello. Uh, now, bear with me for one second. I really think that the vast amounts of money and the way cricket's structured now has changed the way the public feel about, and the way I feel about the current crop of cricketers. I don't think for one second that most of the public think that the current crop have the same do-or-die passion as what Langer and his predecessors had. Number one, I'll ask you what you think about that. Mm. And I just think that there's part of the incompatibility. I think they're coming from... I think the actual players are coming from different places, and I think the public 
we're viewing them in a different way. I know I do. I, I mean, if it was a choice for me between the feelings I have for Langer and what how I think he believed about what... I think he just played cricket. I think he was just white line fever, do or die, love Australia, do anything for it, over the top if I have to. I think that's just the way he is. I really believe that. But I, I think the current crop is seen as more robotic, probably playing the game. There's a lot of money involved, yep, yep. not necessarily always when playing for Australia. I think that changes things. I think we can't. I think it takes away some of the love and passion. Dominic, Dominic, I think I think you speak on behalf of a lot of Australian cricket fans. Let's see if that's reflected in a couple of the other calls. Russ is in Spotswood. Uh, good afternoon to you, mate. G'day, guys. G'day, guys. I just uh, actually just want to um, disagree with a comment you made where you said that Langer would ask for feedback and then he would accept that. If you watch the documentary, he would ask for feedback. Then when he was given the feedback, he would actually sort of attack the person that gave the feedback, particularly Kawaja. So I sort of think if you're, if you've, if there's a culture where people are too afraid to actually give you feedback, what responsibility do you need to take for that as the leader that people don't feel comfortable? And there's clear examples of him getting pretty agitated when he was given the feedback when, when asked for No, I think that's a really, really good observation, Russ, and I'm glad you pulled me up on that. I think Langer's very much, uh, if you've done all the hard work, if you've put in, if you haven't cut any corners, mm-hmm. if you've done everything, and then you call me out, I reckon he'll cop it. I don't reckon he'll cop it from people who, who I think he thinks mm. haven't, and well, I, and in, the, in the podcast, it was more directed from the feedback from the captains and he and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and a few other more influential people that he said that he accepted. Hmm. And yep. I think it was generally acknowledged that he did change, didn't he? Well, in the latter yeah, stages. I think he did. I think he, yeah. well, certainly the perception is and the narrative is that he was mm. taking it on board. But Russ, that's I think a, Pat that's Cummings a real... himself came out yep. and said, "Yep, we gave him some feedback and he changed." That's a good call, Russ. Ross is in Fremantle. Uh, give us your thoughts, mate. Yeah, well, I think the firstly the Australian team and Pat Cummins and Co are going to get a very, very frosty welcome at the at Perth Stadium. And um, but going on to this this team, there's just there's just not many good blokes or exciting cricketers in this team compared to back in the day. So you've got guys like Nathan Lyon, for example, is known as the Ghost. He's a, he's a fairly average um, spinner that's just toiled for a number of years. And yet he's got the arrogance to call out. I think it was Alistair Cook a couple of years ago going, "I'm going to end your career. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to end your cricket career." It was just a bit of nastiness without the runs on the board as well. So they're just they're a bit clicky. Um, they want to run it all, so they may as well get rid of all the coaches and the players can run this entire setup. They can rest every second week and they can keep drawing 5,000 people to a stadium. <laughs> Ross, thanks for your call. It's 28 to 5. Keith... I think Nathan Lyon's better than average. Come on. Well, Let's re- be fair. Yeah, no, he's, well, he's got a phenomenal record. Mm. And, and just, uh, he's got some numbers to back it up. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. can argue, well, different times, different eras, and whether they'd be comparable. But mm. I, I think it's a bit of a stretch to say that he's average. He's <laughs> a lot better than average. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I take Ross's call mm. in. I understand what yeah, he's saying. So I'm not being. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying yeah, that yeah, that yeah. example is probably not the best one. Twenty-eight minutes to five. Damn Keith, uh, Keith and GT. We'll get right. to you on the other side of the break. Good on you, Stone Cold. Keith's out there in Knox. This Justin Langer story that Jeez, for lot, one, for a lot of people want to talk about. Resonated it. a lot more than I thought it yeah, would. Yeah, well, it's just the same one, off the temper text machine. A lot of people uh, got 
want to join the conversation. Well, get, after we get to GT, Keith mm-hmm. and GT, give me a sense for what, what they're saying on the temper text for 40 Winks. Keith, give us give us your thoughts on the story that won't go away. Yeah, hi, guys. Look, I think the Australian public has um, indicated what they're thinking about the Australian cricket team at the moment by the uh, the crowds at the games lately. Uh, the attendance at the Australian games at the, uh, the T20 World Cup were down and also they were very small at the uh, series against England recently. So I think that's a pretty good indication of what the public are thinking about the Australian team. Yeah, we see. Yeah, well, yeah, this is a conversation that we can broaden out at some other stage, Keith, I reckon. But we, we do see a lot of them. There's no doubt about that. Um, GT's in Burwood. Uh, your thoughts uh, on this one? How are you, Andy yeah, and Gazy? Good, thanks. Gazy, I uh, have to say I agree with uh, your opening remarks um, against what uh, um, O'Donnell said uh, this morning. I wanted to ring up and clarify a few things with him, um, but I thought I'd rather speak to Gazy. He's a man. <laughs> no, I'm not. More, he's, more, he's more measured. <laughs> no, no, well. I oh, know Simon. No, yeah, no, no, Simon's no, very measured. Simon absolutely well. is, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. but the story probably won't go away, GT, will it? Until. You know, Justin mm. and, and and Simon says he'd love it to for Justin to move on, and I think Cricket Australia would love that as well. But what's your view, GT? What, what what's about uh, Simon's comments? Look, I he, he was sacked. Mm. They they did it in a roundabout, sneaky way, just like you said, Gazy. Mm. They offered him a six month contract. They knew he wouldn't accept it. He it just he led him to victories, and then they offer him a six month. Mm. So to me, of course he was going to reject that and resign. So he wasn't sacked. He was sacked yep. in a roundabout way. Yeah, it was, it was a contract he was never going to accept. So, um, GT, I'm glad you agree with our man. Uh, but, you know, Simon's very good as well. Mm. Give me a sense off the um, tempers. What, where, where are we sitting here? Well, there's a whole bunch of them. And, uh, but I, I think that if I was to give yep. a broad yeah, uh, overview yep. is that, that – um, yeah, they're not happy with the current crop of players and they're not happy with the way in which uh, the Justin Langer situation has unfolded. And I would say most of them are putting Australian cricket right now in is that I don't care anymore, which is a, a concern. Mm, it is, it is. Uh, th- there's been enough stories written in the last couple of weeks that would would, would calm a few frayed nerves, I think, about uh, crowds in November at this time of the year. They're always traditionally a bit soft. Um, but there's some thinking mm. to be done. Let, let's see. Let's see whether the crowds come back through the test series, and mm. let's see what the BBL looks like. And mm. uh, before we start, you know, RIPing Australian cricket, mm. we get to a break. I it's, can read it. There's a lot here. A lot, a lot of temp- texts. Well, if you want, uh, if there's yeah. any there that you want to read out, now's your time. Well, I just wanted. Get... There's so many. I just provided a broader one because not everyone is like that. So. I guess to balance it up, this is not the major the majority. Mm-hmm. But to balance it up. There's comments like this from uh, 094. Langer is outdated. Leadership outdated. They clearly had a much better and more intimate relationship with the other coaches. Clearly made an uncomfortable environment. Kawaja and Maxwell are perfect examples. Okay, there you go. So now, now, in fairness, yep. Yep. if I'm saying that, that would be the the minority yep. view. I'm glad you read it out. We're here for a broad church. Mm. 22 minutes to five, the quiz. Don't get on yet. Oh, no. We'll tell you when the lines are open. We need two competitors. <laughs> we go. We've got three have got through to the next round. Favourite part of the week. We need at least one more. We're going to try and find that one more on oh, the we, other we side. Can, we can cater for a few more. On the others. At least one more. At least one more. At least yes. one more.
Righto, Keith. Lines are open. Lines are open. Too competitive, please. Can you please phone in now? one 300 736 one And we're what playing for a boot. 1-300-736-736. Spot on. That's what I said, Thank Keith. you. And we're playing for some wonderful prizes. The Signet Boost Power Bank valued at $59.95. Now, this proven to be a very, very much sought-after prize. 18 holes of golf for you and a mate with a cart at the beautiful Club Mandalay. Check it out, clubmandalay.com.au. And you know what? Because you've won the quiz, we're going to throw in a couple of beverages for you and your mate. Well, actually, one each, but it's Collectively, too, but you know what I mean. I uh, also want a family pass to the Gippsland Great Outdoor and 4x4 Expo on sale right now, I believe. If I can just lift the screen up. Uh, and you've won uh, $100. What's that? $100 Manong. Manong Estate voucher. Mm, Manong Estate, a rural paradise just north of Melbourne. You know what you can do there, Andy? Go on, please tell me. Weddings, parties, Everything. Anything. Good man. Manong Estate. Mick Thomas and the crew, one of the all-time greats. Manongestate.com.au. Now, shush. You have your callers. We do. We do. And we're going to go out to Berwick, where Michael's in Berwick. Good afternoon, Mick. Good afternoon, Andy and Andrew. Fantastic to have you on board with the quiz. Uh, It's the number one quiz in radio, we believe. Uh, Ray, (laughs) Richard is in Heathmont. Good afternoon, Rich. Hey, fellas, how are you? Ah, going along nicely. Now, the quiz is, uh, Michael, you're going to be competing against Rich and likewise Rich against Michael. I've got seven questions, and whoever's answered the most after the seven question is deemed the winner. Obviously, if you get to four straight away, there's no need to ask the next three questions. And you use your buzzer when you know or believe you know you have the correct answer. Now, hang on. Just be careful here because we encourage you to answer because even if you, if, if you get it wrong... Okay, that's a setback. Your opponent has the option to answer it and get the, if you jump in early, they'll hear the full questions. But uh, I'm sure it'll become self-explanatory as we go through the quiz. Michael, what would you like to use as your buzzer? Can you hear that? Oh, you're, no, you'll need, you'll need oh, to give us... You'll need to use louder. your voice. Yeah. Michael. Michael. Jeez, it sounds like you're out in a bit of a blizzard there, uh, Mick. But anyway, we'll see how we go. Rich, what would you like to use as your buzzer? Huzzah! Huzzah! I like it. So, Rich, you're representing Heathmon. Michael's representing Berwick. Berwick. You're, Berwick, you're going to be the uh, adjudicator of who buzzes in first, Thank Andy. you. Thank you. And um, we should have a bit of a fun here, uh, fellas. So, here we go. Question one. In what year... I've got the right questions here. Yes. Question one. In what year did Australia make it to the round of 16 in the world? How's that? That's Richard. Mm-hmm. 2006. Correct. Strong start, that. Very strong start. Here we go, Mick. Concentrate. Question two. Who was the GWS Giants' most recent number one draft pick? Feel free to have a crack. No penalties for wrong no, answers. No, no penalties for an incorrect answer. How's that? Yes, there we go. That would be Richard. Mm-hmm. Tom Green? Oh, got the first part, right? It's Tom Boyd. We had him on the program Mick, a little. Mick doesn't get a chance oh, to have a go. Oh, gee, sweet. 
Mick. Mick doesn't have a chance. Mick, not, not on this one. That's okay. question two. So from now on, they get a, the question two was always the one that we just... Sure, mate. It's your quiz. You, you oh. could go. <laughs> okay, question three. Here we go. Apologies for that. Which... You ready, boys? Yes. Which nation made its debut at the FIFA World Cup in this tournament this year? Who made their debut? Yeah, Michael. Canada. That is incorrect. Let's go to Richard. Do you know the answer to which nation made its debut at the FIFA at this year's FIFA World Cup? I think it's the host Qatar. Bang. Well done. Scoreboard, please. Uh, two to Richard, zero to Michael. Just hoping the Canada right. answer is correct. Okay. Just well, I'm only checking. going on from uh, it Lincoln, is correct. Well Lincoln done. Continental nice here. Nice gave me this quiz nice question. Work. Question Thank four. Right on. Here we go. I'll take responsibility, though, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. Who? If you chuck a few overboard quick. Who? I will, if they're incorrect, <laughs> as they deserve to be. Um, who got man of the match in the third and riveting one day international between Australia and England? Michael? Yes, Mick. Well Correct. done, Nick. He's Scoreboard. Back One to Michael, two to Richard. Question five. Who is the Socceroos captain at this... How's that? Yes, Richard. Matty Ryan. Bang. Oh, we're away Michael, it is, yeah. it's very critical now that you get involved here, Michael. Mm. Critical. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you. Name the NBA side currently on top of the Eastern Conference. How's that? Oh, it could be all over here. Yes. Uh, the Celtics. It's all over. That's it. It is all over. It's a rout. That is it. It's a rout. It's a rout. I think Michael knew what he was doing, but Richard was just too good. Too quick. Hey, Mike, thanks very much for joining us on the quiz this afternoon. You go home empty-handed, but you've had a wonderful experience, I hope. So, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Congrats. Well, see, I see. Beautiful. And, and you know what? Not, not, he should fire in a protest. Because you no, ruined it. Let's be well, he had it. He wasn't getting there. <laughs> he, had the, he had the armchair right with question one. two. Yeah. It was in very yeah. important time of the quiz. Yeah, when was... you question number two, when hey, you took away the free hit from him. It's like a free hit. The negatives. Let's just talk <laughs> about the positives. And that is Heathmont <laughs> right. is just going ape droppings at this point in time because they are up and about and excited <laughs> because Richard has represented them magnificently <laughs> and taken home the bouteille of prizes. But here's the kicker. Rich, there is a power play question. If you get the power play question, you will join three others on our final week of this year, and we will possibly be, ever, but we, of this year's radio show. And that will form a quorum and we will be alive. That's right. And you'll get even more prizes than you've won today. So you've already picked up those magnificent prizes, the Signet Boost Power Bank, the 18 holes of golf, the family pass, the Gippsland Great Outdoors. And, of course, let's not forget it, the uh, Manong Estate Voucher. What have you got for bucks. us? Because it's your quiz. What have you got for us for the uh, playoffs? It's a secret. Oh, okay. So you've got to answer the power quake. The power play question in order to get into the final. Okay. Here we go. Righto. Power play question. France, in the France versus the Socceroos match the other day, four goals were scored. Name four players scored. Name two of them. 
uh, Craig Goodwin for Australia. Yeah, you didn't even just just and, yep, that's good. That's an extra bonus, but you just just got to pick one more. And then Olivia Giroud scored two. two. Bang! Too good. There weren't four players. Three players. Good. You, you there go, were four again, goal scorers. Yeah, not four players. There were four goal scorers. Yeah, you said four players, but never mind. Michael Richard was not upset by your little red there herring. There were four players that scored. Uh, no, that's not correct. Giroud, Giroud scored twice, did he not? And and Rabiot, 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 how do you say that? Oh, no, you're quite right. Thank I apologize. you, Mbappe I apologize. and Goodwin. I apologise. I take it back. My so say it, you were wrong. My, my, I was you, wrong. My thank error. You. Thank you. Thank nice you. Nice work. Well that's done, fast. Richard. Hey, so Richard's Richard. in. <laughs> you, uh, you're into the final week. So we've got your number and uh, we'll keep, get in contact with the fa- final week of our show around about the December 8th type uh, period. Uh, we'll get you back on for some real more fun and excitement you, in the, the greatest quiz on radio as we speak, we believe. Just a little the te- run home quiz. A little tease for the major prize. Is oh. there any tease? Is, there, a, is there an overseas trip involved? No. Is there no. a house involved? No. A car. No. No. Right, Kate. No, none of getting those. exciting. Yes. Well done, Richard. We've got four through to the second week. Any issues, Keith, with uh, the boss not being at the AFLW Grand Final? That's a setback. I think it would have been nice. It doesn't look great. Uh, but I can understand that with the way in which the fixturing was done, mm. it, there might have been a clash. So it's unfortunate. Um, Long-term yeah. planning, all of that sort of stuff. Still going to be three... Commissioners there, That's Richard right. Gordy heading along, three of the senior AFL exec, execs heading along. But yep. some people probably want to make a bit of a deal out of the fact that they Gil McLaughlin's will. not at the grand final. It's not ideal, let's be honest. It's not ideal. But I, if, if, given the – when was it? Uh, August that they decided when yeah, the fixture was coming out. So I can appreciate why they, that in these circumstances there can be some A bit of forward conflicts. planning required and family holiday booked and all that sort of stuff. Exactly. And miss it by a couple of days. Yeah. You know. Oh. No, no, no. That's just what happens sometimes, isn't it? Are you suggesting that perhaps he could have postponed his holiday by a couple of days? We are here for robot building supplies. You know how much airfares are these days, Andy? He's just bought a $13 million house, Keith. I reckon he's going okay. Airfares are pretty expensive. Yeah. For second time this year, the Australian PGA Championship is being played at Royal Queensland Golf Club. Iconic golf club. The bridge in the background. It looks like it's in super nick. We've got two tied at the top at six under the card. Minwoo Lee and Jason Scrivener both... Uh, most of the time, plying their trade over on the DP World Tour at the moment. Keefe, the old yep. the old European tour. Adam Scott, very good tour, Andy. Strong tour, very good. And a couple of absolute superstars from the European tour mm-hmm. out here playing in the PGA Championship, and Australians that play in my, there as well. My word, Jason mm-hmm. Scrivener, one of those. Uh, very very excited to see mm-hmm. Jed Morgan, the defending champion, the man who won it in such thrilling style uh, less than twelve months ago back at Royal Queensland. And playing well again. He's one mm. under the card in the top 40 at the moment. Uh, there's a few still out on the course. We'll see how it shakes out at the end of the day. But the um, superly, super talented young Australian has been good enough to join us on the show. Hey, Jed, thanks for joining us, mate. We appreciate your time. All good, boys. Thanks for having me on again. Um, how did you hit it out there today? Yeah, there was a bit of rust. Not going to lie. I've had <laughs> uh, it's been a month since my last competition. But um, good to feel all the emotions again. So I'm in good stead. Not it wasn't too bad uh, this morning. There's was, was a few tricky spots that you could get into, and unfortunately, I managed to find the bloody things. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Matt, I'll, uh, I'll avoid them tomorrow and it should be all good. Nice to be on a course where there's obviously some good memories for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, 
I think every time I drive through those gates now, there's something that pops in my head that um, I've done there, and it was it's been um, it's been pretty good. It's uh, hey Jed, we spoke. I think we spoke to you after you won last year, and uh, we we were fantasising about what the twelve months would would yeah, look like. Yep. Uh, what what have been the highlights? Um, I guess since then everything's kind of happened. Obviously, I played my first two majors ever, and that was pretty sick. Played obviously the eight live golf invitationals, which was like probably the biggest opener of my career and the biggest opportunity I've had in my career so far. Um, and just spent the whole year kind of taking it all in. The first few months overseas was a bit rough. Didn't really post that many good golf scores, but little did I know that I was taking a lot in that I didn't really know I was taking in. So we got to the back half of the year and I started to play some good golf and just going to come, going to um, try and draw off of that, I guess, for the next month here in Australia. And what was it like at those majors, surrounded by golfing greatness and uh, you're there and... Was it was it nerve wracking? How did you deal with it? Um, no more nerve wracking than what I felt at the beginning of the year. I think um, it was only when I kind of started to struggle and a bit more anxiety popped into my head about a few things that I had to really do some learning and some digging to to figure out what was going on. But rubbing shoulders with some of the best in the world, something you always want to do, and for it to happen that quick for me was was just a blessing, really. And um, it all obviously backed off of the PGA pretty much. And when you're there and you're seeing it, and like you say, rubbing shoulders with them, uh, what does it do for you? Do you does, it, does it seem like that, that greatness and getting to that level is a long way away? Does it seem a little closer? How did it, it, it put it in perspective to where your game's at? I think it, um, yeah, it's a lot closer than what you think for sure. I think as a golfer, because the game's so bloody hard at times, <laughs> um, you just lose sight of how easy it can be at times as well. So, and how good your good looks against their good, really. Mm. Um, that was the biggest insight. Is their good doesn't look any better than yours. It's just their bad, just that little bit better, and and they're just better at being themselves, pretty much. So, that was the cool thing to learn. And obviously, had a first date doing it, and then managed to get some nice performances out of it as well. Yeah. Did you feel comfortable in their presence, in that environment, Jed? Did it feel like a place you kind of see yourself belonging? Yeah, I mean, by the end of it, I was pretty comfortable. At the start, you're obviously noticing who's walking past her and who's in the group and what, <laughs> all that whatnot. But yeah. by the end of it, it was nice. I just got into my own routines and un- and begun to, I guess, unnotice who was walking past me yeah, and, right. and stuff like that, which is nice, which is a pretty powerful feeling within itself. It's just a bit of a mental state you kind of got to get into, I think, and it's the only way you're going to be able to play the golf that you you know you can play, really. Um, and I think that's with any sport, really. And they say it can be a challenge to, to meet your heroes because they don't always live up to the expectations. <laughs> How was it when you got to share some time with, with some of them? Did any, did any of them stick out for good or bad reasons? Um. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll mention the good brothers. Right. Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to hear the bad. I'll keep my, I'll keep my slate clean if you boys don't mind. <laughs> nah, it was good. Um, yeah, it was just awesome to be in their presence, I think. And, and guys, TV and the media make them seem like superheroes, but they're just normal people, right? Like, mm. It's just funny how being in Australia, perception of what happens overseas and these big names, 
it's just no no different to the tournaments that we host back here. They do the same things. They go through the same routines, um, and they they find what what works for them, right? And I think once you're in that environment and you get to see that environment over and over, and you think they drink a coffee the same way we drink a coffee, they get up <laughs> the same way we bloody get up. Yeah, they coach the same way we sit with our coach. Yeah, they talk to guys on the radio the same <laughs> way I'm talking to you boys on the radio. So no, you, you got them covered. Yeah. You got a lot yeah. of them covered the way you talk. We love talking to you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's just, it was sick. Like, obviously the majors were awesome, but, um, the live events were crazy because you just got so up close and personal with all of them and their team and got to just learn and hear so many things. So that was just, yeah, that was a blessing. So take us inside the live experience as a player, G, because we're all, you know, various degrees fascinated by you know, where it's come from, what it is, what it's going to become, where it ends up, all of that sort of stuff. From, from a player's perspective, um, how, does, yeah. how does it feel to tee it up in a, in a live event, uh, say, compared to teeing it up at the Memorial or the US Open? Mm. Like, is, is there any comparison between, between the events? Um, I wouldn't say there's much comparison there. It's, it's unique, right? Like, it's something that's never been done before. It's a field of 48 guys. It's just, it's so different, but it's, I think it's what the game needs. Like, um, the, the game's becoming, and I've only been a professional now for a year. I've played since I was, like, four years old, properly since I was 10. So it's, I've been in a little bit to know that the game can be quite stale at times. And this, got, this just freshens it up. It makes it about something other than yourself which is awesome, which is what I love, playing team sports growing up. And there's a few guys playing golf that have played team sports growing up. And we all talk about it. We miss that, right? Like you miss mm. playing. And when you're playing ordinary, I think you just feel like you've got nothing to play for. But each round you kind of play in the live event. It's just you've got something to play for because, mm. you know, the team aspect of it's right then and then. I think bringing forward 2023, that team stuff's only going to solidify going forward and, the franchise, the family that's involved with the team, it's just been, they've run the events to the absolute perfection, um, done an awesome job. The Memorial and the PJ Tour do a great job as well, but it's just obviously it's 156 guys, so you don't get to see as many guys. You don't get up and close and personal with as many guys. And there's just, there's, there's obviously positives to both sides of it. And um, I just think it's been one of the most unique things and it's shaken the sport up. I believe in a good way, and they they're in it for the good of the game, mm. um, just to create a different platform for international players and to favour other parts of the world other than Americans, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. The game of golf favours American players from grassroots up. Everything's there and there for them. The money, the uh, the opportunities, the college systems, PJ Tour, all of that, Corn Ferry Tour, all of that. We've got to travel for so much of that, and the live tour obviously just provides to the rest of the world, I believe. So mm. I think, I, I mean, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Mm. Has, has um, it, every player mm. there loved every minute of it. Yeah. Hey, Jed, so, so has there been any changing your status now with, because you've had an association though with live? Does, are you persona non grata in other areas or what is your status in relation to your opportunity to, to play on any of the tours? Um, I believe my 
my opportunities on the PJ Tour this year aren't very, yeah, aren't very good. I was obviously, yeah, I mean, I wasn't allowed to play Corn Ferry Tour School because I'd participated from Boston to Jeddah, basically. Mm-hmm. So they removed me from that, even though I hadn't been a member, and they said it was fine, which is, it is whatever. Like, it was no no biggie. It's their decision. It was my decision to play live golf. I knew that some guys were being banned, but as an old member, I thought I'd be all right, but obviously not. But no rights to play on the on the European Tour have, have been relinquished, so I can't wait to play. I can't wait to play um, a season there and play in all the events that have been around for a long time and hopefully join some great champions on some pretty amazing trophies. Oh, good. So what? <clears throat> so what's your what's your view? You're 22 year old. It's all in front of you, right? So, but yeah. is is your gut feel it'll sort itself out and you know, the the Open at St Andrews, the US Open, they're not going to be the last major championships that you've played in. Is it your view that, you know, I'm going to be good enough to get back there one day and I'm going to be allowed to get back there one day? To the Live Tour or to no, major no, to, championships? To, no, to play, yeah, major, the majors, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. I think, I, I believe, yeah. I, I mean, the test of those championships, they're the reason why they're called majors, right? Like, the hype involved. Every single thing about them is just so perfect and so unique, mm. right? And that's the reason there's only four of them. So that's the reason why so many guys put that much of an emphasis on them in their career because of the history involved in the event and the things that have taken place in those championships. So, I, yeah, I know I'll get back to that stage one day. Um, how long that's going to take, I'm not sure. Yeah, but yeah. I know for sure that it's something that I want to, be um, be a part of in history as well, and I believe, it, yeah, I just believe it definitely uh, completes somebody's career if you become a major champion. That's for sure. So or a few times, yeah, absolutely. So, so it's yeah. been a fascinating chat. So, so we anybody who's watched you play your junior golf and followed your career knows that you can make as many birdies, you can go as low as anybody, right? That, that's there's never been a doubt about your ability to to break par, you know, routinely. Yeah. Is is it the other end of it? Based on what you said a few times before, is it is it minimising you know the bad shots or when it when it goes sideways, it doesn't go horribly <laughs> sideways. Is is that yeah. the area you've got to you see yourself improving on in the next couple of years? Oh, definitely, mate. That that was the biggest. That was probably the biggest eye opener that I struggled with for those couple of months that I started over there and obviously played the memorial, then played. All the live events were at the, the hardest courses I've ever played, and yeah. the longest yep. by a margin. That <laughs> yeah, it hasn't never been met. The memorial is brutal because that's Jack's little treasure, so he's toughened that place up to an absolute, absolute <laughs> yep. treat. Yep. So it's brutal. The US Open was brutal. Cam made the British Open pretty look pretty easy, but it wasn't. It was it's quite tough. It was firm. Complete different circumstances and courses that I've never even seen before, and definitely parts of my game that. That could be a strong point, but right now, well, they weren't at that point in, um, in time, and I had to learn some pretty hard things because the numbers I was shooting were pretty embarrassing. So <laughs> I was kind of just thinking to myself, how am I going to be good? But it's just you've just got to have a good team around you just, just to remind you that you're not that far off. It's just small tweaks, and a good caddy helps every now and again too. <laughs> so so you, you, you mentioned uh, this is a great chat. I'm so interested in what you got to say, and we, we wish you well the yeah. next three days. Obviously at, at Royal Queensland, 
The, the, yeah. te- the team stuff on lift, you, you're hanging around with some great Australian blokes. Like, like mm. you mentioned Cam's. Yeah, yeah. Look, Mark Leishman, you know, Matty Jones, Wade Orms. These are really good Australian blokes. They're good players. Yeah, absolutely. Were they, did you, you know, seek them out when you're having a beer after a round? How much were you picking their brains about, you know, the, the challenges and that you're facing and the lessons that you're learning? Was there a chance for you to kind of really sit down and have a chat with them about all that sort of stuff? Um, I think I just learn a lot more from watching rather than asking the actual question. Um, I've never been someone to go up and ask a question okay. really outwardly, but I just know what I'm looking for in a person, I think, to share time with them and just to watch them what they do. It's just no different. That was That's the biggest thing that you don't see when you're not in that position or you not don't have the opportunity that I had. Like I was just extremely lucky to be in that scenario at such a young age and such an early part of my professional career. It's just a big jump in there to, to spend time with them, to watch what they do. is just, that's the biggest eye-opener for me. And I think it'd be the biggest eye-opener for anybody because you don't really need to do as much as what you do, as what you feel like you need to do before mm. you get there. Mm. You definitely don't need it. You just need to do it over a consistent amount of time to at a consistent level, whatever that might be for you. Some guys work harder than others and, and get more out of it. But, I mean, you can definitely choose what you put in, that's for sure. And, being around those boys and just knowing they like a beer just as much as I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Mate, it's been a hell of a yeah, year. A it's yeah. been a hell of a well year. Done, it has been. 2022 has been a massive year for you. And uh, when you sit down and pack it all up and um, take it all in, it's mm. it's going to be <laughs> it's gonna be enormous mm. for you. Good luck tomorrow, yeah. mate. Thanks for taking our call this afternoon. And Hey, um, hey here's a big question. If you do get the chockies again and you do come up yeah. uh, trumps, uh, yeah, are you, yeah, you going to yeah. brush us on uh, Monday or are you going to jump on and say g'day? <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll answer that on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> we won't hold you to anything, mate. That's good it. luck. Play well tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. If I manage to take it out again. Yeah, good, <laughs> good man. Good man. Good on you, Jed. Joining us on the show. The defending PGA Championship uh, champion of Australia. He's one under the card after the opening round. He's five back. It's a strong field. We wish the kid all the very best. Top sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Berwick BMW has a range of re-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. BerwickBMW.com.au. Robot building supplies helping you get the right products for the job at a better price. Sonos. Game-changing sound this festive season. Save now on ready-made speaker sets. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. Trade half hour for yeah. Ace Gardens. Australian yeah. made built to last. Yes, please. What a lot got? of great feedback from our interview with uh, Jed. Great kid. Incredible feedback. And he speaks so well. He... he he um, doesn't muck around, just says it how yeah. it is and says it in a nice way. What about the uh, experience he's having? Mm. The, the, he wins one of his national majors, yes. goes and plays the, Her- mm. the Memorial, one of the great PGA Tour events, then mm. the two big opens, mm. and then he's off to live yep. and, and, he's, and gets an experience of that mm. in its first year. As a young pro, doesn't post mm. the scores he wants to post. Well, that's right. But the bank balance. And if you're a professional golfer, part of it is A, to win. The other one is to make money. Correct. Make, if you're going to be a pro, make money. Got to make money. A lot of pros have gone broke. A lot of expenses expenses associated with being a pro golfer. I, I didn't yeah. want to ask him about the bank balance, but I imagine playing f- we on the Live Tour. We picked up $220,000 for finish 30th in that Live Tournament. Yeah, that's 120 US. So, it, it, so that's... That, so how many did he say? Play, how many did he play? Played six live events. Was it six? Well, that Might one, one. I, I know the one that first one. He finished thirtieth. Two hundred twenty oh, yeah. jumped oh, yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. US. So, so 
that's critical. So that's for any professional golfer. Absolutely, it is. Hey, Andy, one thing that uh, we've got the World Cup going on, and good luck to the Australian boys uh, as they prepare for the uh, next one against Tunisia. Mm -hmm. But uh, you've shown me, and it's one of the true delights of what happened with Japan. Not only did they get the win, but following it, and I sent you some image of uh, the other day of the fans. So the, 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 the Japanese section were in this fan, and after the game, the fans were there picking up all their rubbish. And I thought, this is incredible. They're, they're actually picking up because part of their culture is that they want to leave it in a better place or than the, when they were there and they want to tidy everything up. So they were there and the locals, Qatar's, uh, uh, were filming them and that was posted on social media about how they do it. Well, you've just shown me a photo like we saw in the previous World Cup of the locker room. The, from the players. From the players after they finished their game and they had their win. So you could expect that they'd be celebrating uh, up and about. This is the most pristine, <laughs> like it's like it's the first time this locker room has ever been used. The towels are folded perfectly. There's a bit of food in, in containers that are, are all lined up, and there is not a single drop of anything anywhere. It's extraordinary. It is Quite amazing. It is extraordinary, and it speaks volumes for their uh, their culture and the way they go about it, and and how the implica- the implication for the other, how that can permeate into other things. I think is part of the reason why they pick up a two one win over Germany. Andrew beautifully said. And on that note, we will say fare thee well. well Sports day next. See you at the Kielba Hotel and tomorrow. Can't wait. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.